This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. We live in a world of options where we might do this or that if we feel like it. But for followers of Jesus, certain things are not optional, but necessary. Keep listening to find out more about Necessary Christianity by Claude Alexander and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Chronicles chapter 15 through chapter 16, verse 10. God's Spirit came upon Azariah, son of Oded. He met Asa and told him, Listen to me, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are loyal to him. If you seek him, he will respond to you. But if you reject him, he will reject you. For a long time, Israel had not sought the one true God or a priest to instruct them or the law. Because of their distress, they turned back to the Lord God of Israel. They sought him and he responded to them. In those days, no one could travel safely for total chaos had overtaken all the people of the surrounding lands. One nation was crushed by another and one city by another. For God caused them to be in great turmoil. But as for you, be strong and don't get discouraged, for your work will be rewarded. When Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he was encouraged. He removed the detestable idols from the entire land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities he had seized in the Ephraimite hill country. He repaired the altar of the Lord in front of the porch of the Lord's temple. He assembled all Judah and Benjamin as well as the settlers from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who had come to live with them. Many people from Israel had come there to live when they saw that the Lord, his God, was with him. They assembled in Jerusalem in the third month of the 15th year of Asa's reign. At that time, they sacrificed the Lord some of the plunder they had brought back, including 700 head of cattle and 7,000 sheep. They solemnly agreed to seek the Lord God of their ancestors with their whole heart and being. Anyone who would not seek the Lord God of Israel would be executed, whether they were young or old, male or female. They swore their allegiance to the Lord, shouting their approval loudly and sounding trumpets and horns. 
all Judah was happy about the oath, because they made the vow with their whole heart. They willingly sought the Lord, and he responded to them. He made them secure on every side. King Asa also removed Mekah, his grandmother, from her position as queen mother because she had made a loathsome Asherah pole. Asa cut down her loathsome pole and crushed and burnt it in the Kidron Valley. The high places were not eliminated from Israel, yet Asa was wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord throughout his lifetime. He brought the holy items that his father and he had made into God's temple, including the silver, gold, and other articles. Asa's Failures There was no more war until the 35th year of Asa's reign. Chapter 16 In the 36th year of Asa's reign, King Basha of Israel attacked Judah, and he established Ramah as a military outpost to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the land of King Asa of Judah. Asa took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of the royal palace and sent it to King Ben-Hadad of Syria, ruler in Damascus, along with this message. I want to make a treaty with you, like the one our fathers made. See, I have sent you silver and gold. Break your treaty with King Basha of Israel, so he will retreat from my land. Ben-Hadad accepted King Asa's offer and ordered his army commanders to attack the cities of Israel. They conquered Ijon, Dan, Abel, Maine, and all the storage cities of Naphtali. When Basha heard the news, he stopped fortifying Ramah and abandoned the project. King Asa ordered all the men of Judah to carry away the stones and wood that Basha had used to build Ramah. He used the materials to build up Geba and Mizpah. At that time, Hanani, the prophet, visited King Asa of Judah and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Syria and did not rely on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand. Did not the Cushites and Libyans have a huge army with chariots and a very large number of horsemen? But when you relied on the Lord, he handed them over to you. Certainly, the Lord watches the whole earth carefully and is ready to strengthen those who are devoted to him. You have acted foolishly in this matter. From now on, you will have war. Asa was so angry at the prophet, he put him in jail. Asa also oppressed some of the people at that time. 1 Kings chapter 15, verses 16 through 22. Now Asa and King Basha of Israel were continually at war with each other. King Basha of Israel attacked Judah and established Ramah as a military outpost to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the land of King Asa of Judah. Asa took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of the royal palace and handed it to his servants. He then told them to deliver it to Ben-Hadad, son of Tabramon, the son of Hizion, king of Syria, ruler in Damascus, along with this message, I want to make a treaty with you like the one our fathers made. See, I have sent you silver and gold as a present. Break your treaty with King Basha of Israel, so he will retreat from my land. Ben-Hadad accepted King Asa's offer and ordered his army commanders to attack the cities of Israel. They conquered Ijon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Mecca, and all the territory of Naphtali, including the region of Kinnereth. When Basha heard the news, he stopped fortifying Ramah and settled down in Tirzah. King Asa ordered all the men of Judah, 
no exemptions were granted to carry away the stones and wood that Basha had used to build Ramah. King Asa used the materials to build up Geba and Benjamin and Mizpah. 1 Kings chapter 16 The Lord's message against Basha came to Jehu, son of Hanani. I raised you up from the dust and made you ruler over my people Israel. Yet you followed in Jeroboam's footsteps and encouraged my people Israel to sin. Their sins have made me angry. I am ready to burn up Basha and his family and make your family like the family of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Dogs will eat the members of Basha's family who die in the city, and the birds of the sky will eat the ones who die in the country. The rest of the events of Basha's reign, including his accomplishments and successes, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. Basha passed away and was buried in Tirzah. His son Eli replaced him as king. And so it was the Lord's message came through the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani, against Basha and his family. This was because of all the evil he had done in the Lord's view, by angering him with his deeds and becoming like Jeroboam's dynasty, and because of how he had destroyed Jeroboam's dynasty. Elah's reign over Israel. In the 26th year of Asa's reign over Judah, Basha's son Elah became king over Israel. He ruled in Tirzah for two years. His servant Zimra, a commander of half of his chariot force, conspired against him. When Elah was in Tirzah, drinking heavily at the house of Arza, who supervised the palace in Tirzah, Zimri came in and struck him dead. This happened in the 27th year of Asa's reign over Judah. Zimri replaced Elah as king. When he became king, he occupied the throne. He killed Basha's entire family. He did not spare any male belonging to him. He killed his relatives and his friends. Zimri destroyed Basha's entire family in keeping with the Lord's message, which he had spoken against Basha through Jehu the prophet. This happened because of all the sins which Basha and his son Elah committed and which they made Israel commit. They angered the Lord God of Israel with their worthless idols. The rest of the events of Elah's reign, including all his accomplishments, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel, Zimrah's reign over Israel. In the 27th year of Asa's reign over Judah, Zimrah became king over Israel. He ruled for seven days in Tirzah. Zimrah's revolt took place while the army was deployed in Gibbethon, which was in Philistine territory. While deployed there, the army received this report. Zimrah has conspired against the king and assassinated him. So all Israel made Omri, the commander of the army, king over Israel that very day in the camp. Omri and all Israel went up from Gibbethon and besieged Tirzah. When Zimrah saw that the city was captured, he went into the fortified area of the royal palace. He set the palace on fire and died in the flames. This happened because of the sins he committed. He did evil in the sight of the Lord and followed Jeroboam's footsteps and encouraged Israel to continue sinning. The rest of the events of Zimri's reign, including the details of his revolt, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel, Omri's reign over Israel. At that time, the people of Israel were divided in their loyalties. Half the people supported Timnah, son of Ginnath, and wanted to make him king. The other half supported Omri. Omri's supporters were stronger than those who supported Tibni, son of Gibnath. Tibni died. Omri became king. In the 31st year of Asa's reign over Judah, 
Omri became king of Israel. He ruled for twelve years, six of them in Tirzah. He purchased the hill of Samaria from Shimmer for two talents of silver. He launched a construction project there and named the city he built after Shimmer, the former owner of the hill of Samaria. Omri did more evil in the sight of the Lord than all who were before him. He followed in the footsteps of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and encouraged Israel to sin. They angered the Lord God of Israel with their worthless idols. The rest of the events of Omri's reign, including his accomplishments and successes, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. Omri passed away and was buried in Samaria. His son Ahab replaced him as king. Ahab promotes idolatry. In the 38th year of Asa's reign over Judah, Omri's son Ahab became king over Israel. Ahab, son of Omri, ruled over Israel for 22 years in Samaria. Ahab, son of Omri, did more evil in the sight of the Lord than all who were before him. As if following in the sinful footsteps of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, were not bad enough, he married Jezebel, the daughter of King Ithbaal of the Sidonians. Then he worshipped and bowed to Baal. He set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal he had built in Samaria. Ahab also made an Asherah pole. He did more to anger the Lord God of Israel than all the kings of Israel who were before him. During Ahab's reign, the Bethelite rebuilt Jericho. Abram, his firstborn son, died when he laid the foundation. Sechub, his youngest son, died when he erected its gates. In keeping with the Lord's message that he had spoken through Joshua, son of Nun. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy God, we thank you today. We thank you, O Lord, that you are the one true and only God. We thank you, O Lord, that in your word you warn us, uh, you admonish us, you remind us of the importance of rejecting and turning away from idols. O God, would you reveal to us even now, would you search us, O God, by the power of the Spirit? Would you make it clear to us that our idols are foolish, that our idols are not profitable, that all they bring to us is destruction and delusion and oppression and cruelty, O God? Oh, Lord, would you destroy even in our world and in our land and in our hearts the idols of cultural supremacy and white supremacy? Would you destroy the idols of greed, oh God? Would you destroy the idols that create objectification from neighbor to neighbor, from human to human, oh God? Would you call out, expose, and shine your holy light on these idols that we might reject them, that we might burn them down, that we might crush them? that we might destroy them, O God, and that we might see you and you only high and lifted up. O God, we acknowledge that we are tempted to often see other people's idols, but we don't see our own. So quick, O God, to see the speck in someone else's eyes versus the log in our own. So we ask you, O God, that you would keep us ever humble, O God, and self-reflective and ready, O Lord, to be searched by your Spirit, O God. We are sobered by this text. We are sobered by the ways in which you have delivered us, the ways in which you have continued to come through, the way in which you uphold your people, and yet we still find ourselves over and over again clinging to idols. 
Oh God, the ways in which we dishonor you, that we deny your power, but more over your power, the way that we deny your love for us by turning to idols to rescue us, oh God. Please, please forgive us. Have mercy on us, your people. Have compassion on us, your children, and restore us to right and true fellowship in you, O God. We confess, O Lord, and we repent right now. We ask you to help us to name those idols that we would cast them off and cast them away and fully rely on you. We cry out now. O God, humbly we cry out on behalf of wherever we find ourselves, our communities, our families, our respective nations, O God. We cry out and ask, O God, give us mercy. Do not reject us as we have rejected you when we return to idols, but instead demonstrate compassion for the sake of Jesus Christ. We thank you, O Lord, that you, O God, have made a covenant with your people, one that you have upheld, that you are upholding even now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for interceding on behalf of the church right now. The church who is easily tempted to cling to idols, political power and chariots, O God, instead of relying on the God who has and does and continues to save us. Forgive your people. Correct your people. Grow your people up, O God. We thank you, O Lord, that you are the real, true, and living God. May you live and rule in our hearts, in our minds, and in our actions today. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. Life in God is less about what you could do and more about what you must do. Contrary to the life of the optional, accidental, and haphazard, the believer is called to live with a sense of divine necessity. No maybes about it. In Necessary Christianity, Bishop Claude Alexander unpacks the gospel statements of what Jesus said he must do. He must be about his father's business. He must go through Samaria. He must go to Jerusalem. Learn what is necessary for us to follow Jesus. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S shipping when you use the promo code the word that's promo code t-h-e-w-o-r-d at ivpress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truths table Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh, 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 oh,